Hello, this is Andrew ZQ, and welcome to another episode of Stepping into Greater Glory, a podcast dedicated to helping you grow deeper, closer into the things of God, and step into all that He has for you. Today, we are in part two of the teaching series on the fivefold ministry. And if you haven't had the chance to check out the first part of this series, I do recommend you to do so. And just a quick recap: in our last session, we know that Jesus is a perfect example of the fivefold ministry anointing. He was a perfect example of apostle, and he was a perfect example of a prophet, and a perfect example of evangelist, and perfect example of a pastor and a teacher. And in our last session, we also looked at the ministry of apostle is to build you up and release you into your God-given destiny. And the ministry of prophets, on the other hand, are effective in revealing God's heart for His people. They help people experience God's voice for the first time and help them develop hearing the voice of God in their own life. Both of these ministry giftings are essential to the body of Christ because we know from the Word of God that it is by the foundation of apostles and prophets the church is built. Today we'll be looking at the rest three ministry anointings and how they can help you to grow deeper walk with Jesus. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, give us understanding of your word and give us understanding of your truth, so that we can grow closer walk with you, not to be deceived by the world, but transformed by the renewing of our mind through your word. In Jesus' name, the ministry of evangelists. The word evangelist used twice in the Bible. When it was first used to call Philip the evangelist, then Paul called Timothy to do the work of evangelist. In Greek, evangelist means a person who brings good news. One of the very first public ministry of Jesus was his appearance in the synagogue in front of the congregation and the religious leader of those days, declaring Isaiah 61 and saying that the spirit of the Lord was upon him because God has anointed him to proclaim good news. Jesus brought good news to a lost and hurting world. He preached that people could be healed of their sickness and disease, physical, mental, and spiritual. And we see Jesus as evangelist when he ministered to people who were non-believers of that time, those who were rejected for having leprosy, being demon-possessed, being unclean. Many times he ministered to people that religious people would not want to touch. This is a hard evangelist to minister primarily to unbelievers and to those who know nothing about Jesus, and to those who don't know that they are in sin and are hurting, and want to see them to come to know the truth. Evangelists usually emphasize on the love of God as their core message, and like to see people get physically healed on the spot. They desire to love the unloved and those who are rejected by the society or maybe even the church. Now the word pastor is the same word for shepherd in the Bible. Jesus said in John ten eleven, "I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep." Then in Matthew nine says, "When Jesus saw the crowd, he had a great compassion on them, because they were confused and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd." And so we can see that from those verses, Jesus is a pastor. That the job of a pastor is to feed and take care of the sheep, as in John ten says, "The good shepherd lays down his life." For the sheep, and the people of Israel felt abandoned on their spiritual needs by the religious leaders of that day. Jesus said in Matthew twenty-three, "Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For you neither go in yourself, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in." However, it is the heart of a pastor to guide the sheep in the right direction and defend the flock from evil. The pastor lays down his life, which means he's willing to stand in the gap for his flock and stand in the face of trouble or consequences. Sometimes this trouble is a result of believers' own pride or stubbornness. 
Other times the trouble comes from sources such as false teachings, false believers, or inaccurate doctrines. A pastoral heart is one that's willing to go through hardship over years to see his infant sheep grow up and mature. Pastor loves to be around sheep. That's his main focus, commonly known as the work of discipleship. In other words, teacher is quite self-explanatory. Teacher is a person who teaches. In Hebrew, teacher is the word rabbi. And many times in the New Testament, the word rabbi is left untranslated. In John 3, a prominent religious leader of that day named Nicodemus called Jesus a rabbi, saying that he knows Jesus is a teacher, comes from God. In Matthew 7, we know that people were astonished at Jesus' teaching because he taught them as one having authority, unlike the scribes. And many times in the gospel, Jesus was referred as a teacher by the people. The crowds marveled at his wisdom because the way that he taught was different compared to the educated religious leader of that day. And his teaching was like food that fed and taught the hearts of many people. We see that in the Sermon of Mount, he explained in detail on topics such as anger, adultery, loving enemies, giving, praying, fasting, money, worrying, judging others, good fruit versus bad fruits. He taught people on topics that today in churches we don't even hear simply because the fear of those teachings might draw people away. He didn't teach the same thing over and over again to those who wanted to go deeper. Instead, he went deep and taught them. By nature, a teacher loves to study, not just for themselves, but also for others so that they can inform and explain things to people. In other words, they like to give details and enjoy pouring out their knowledge on other believers. For the teacher, seeing God's people drinking spiritual milk is simply not enough, but there needs to be a craving for the meat of the word. And so now we know that the evangelists are the ones who bring good news, saving the lost. Pastors are the shepherds that lay down their lives to feed and take care of sheep. Teachers are the ones that who teaches with wisdom and Holy Spirit authority, so that the church can mature in her faith. Now in today's ministry world, most ministers are labeled as pastors. Very rarely we see a minister is titled as a prophet or apostle or evangelist. The exact reason might be unclear, but my best guess is that it might help the current generation of audience to relate. However, the reality is that not all pastors in today's ministry are functioning as a pastors. Often I see pastors in today's ministry world functioning as evangelists, sometimes teachers, and some do function as pastors, and some function as a ministry of help or administration, and some do function as apostles, and some do function as prophets. And sometimes I do see two or three ministry giftings can exist in one person. So for example, some have the gift of pastoring and the gift of teaching at the same time, while some have the gifting of evangelists and the prophet at the same time. But by far, I haven't seen a single minister have all five giftings at the same time. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's what God would have wanted, so that we're all interdependent on each other in the body of Christ. And so now, since no one minister or ministry has all five ministry giftings, it has then become very important for us to intentionally surround ourselves with all five ministry giftings, so that we can walk into all that God has for us. As I travel around the world, I do see danger in overly tilting to one single ministry gifting. An imbalance can occur when someone who covered by just one minister or one ministry. Remember, it is in a multitude of councils there is safety. And of course, the way to identify each of these five ministry giftings is through the works that they do. But we can also pray to Jesus and ask him to show us how to identify them so that we can surround ourselves with those ministries and in that way we can grow into the fullness that he has for us. 
And if you are willing, we can pray that prayer right now. Just say, Heavenly Father, give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation to identify those ministry giftings so that you can place me into the body of Christ that I might grow into the fullness that you have for me. And if you pray that prayer just now, I believe he will soon starting to lead you to the way that you should go and mature into the person that he's called you to be. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't done so. And also maybe consider becoming a patron on APC so that the gospel of Jesus can go forward. Now let me pray for you. May the Lord richly bless you and may the Lord keep you and protect you. May the Lord shine on his face on you and give you shalom peace in Jesus' name. Have a blessed week ahead. See you next week.